Welcome to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. I'm Bry Guy. I'm Jason. Today's episode, Partners in Danger, Chapter 11. What's the word, Bry Guy? We're, we've reached the, the epic uh, conclusion of the Partners in Danger. Yeah, uh, everything has been leading up to this moment. <laughs> <laughs> every, every episode, 1 through 10 of Season 4, are all going to come together wrapped in a nice little bow for the season finale of Partners in Danger. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah. We'll we'll get we'll get to that as we go on, but I will just say I will just say that as as we get underway here, uh of uh, this is the fourth of five seasons of this show. Yep. This one this is the least like sort of season feeling one, like the like yeah, like cohesive story wise. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. one is kind of scattershot. It's a little bit all over the place. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The, mm-hmm. I, I think I would have liked this season as a whole more if it didn't have an overarching title. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. The, mm-hmm. You know, the neogenic nightmare. I, I I'm with you. Uh-huh. Whatever. Uh, sins of the father. Yeah, it's a stretch, but I I got there. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Partners in danger. Who's partnering? Yeah. What danger are they in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> are they going to the danger zone? Are they taking the highway? <laughs> so many questions left unanswered, Jason. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff to get through. Um, mm-hmm. But before we do all that, we've got to we've got to uh, consider uh, Hobie Brown and the Prowler. Now, I I as I was writing my notes, I was and after I had watched the show. Uh, my brain was going. Wait, was it Hobie or Ho- Hubie? Because and and so you have to forgive me because you know being a, a basketball fan. Hubie, oh yeah, Hubie Brown is a is a name that is uh, that that sticks in my brain. And Hobie Brown is the character. Hubie right. Brown is basically like a, a a walking skeleton that that ESPN inflates once a week to comment on basketball games. He's like a thousand <laughs> years old. And is a former coach. I think he coached in the 40s or 50s, and right. somehow he is still uh, broadcasting basketball. So they, they it, poke him with a stick and go, yeah, "All right, yeah. you're up, Hubie." Yeah, yeah. And, different and guy. I almost, but anyway, I almost yeah. called this character Hobby. Hobby. So we, we have. There's a lot of variables at play here that of mispronunciations <laughs> that can happen, Jason. Oh boy! But do you, so, do you want me to start by telling you what this episode was about? I know you Please watched do. it. I watched I it. Did. But I did. I did just recently. But yeah, why don't you let our listeners know so, all the things that happened? So Hobie Brown, he's a mm-hmm. small time hood. He's working for this supervillain called Iceberg. Uh, he decides he wants a bigger piece of the action, the pie, uh, whatever, because he perceives that power is the only thing that gets you something uh, mm-hmm. in the world. Spider-Man, he nabs Hobie after uh, after the Hobie tries to, or he does mug MJ on the street, yep. uh, and then very quickly he is sent to prison. Um <laughs> Uh, while he's there, he saves Kingpin Jr. from like uh, somebody trying to knock a bunch of um, uh, canned fruit and vegetables on him, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so then the big Kingpin intercedes on Hobie's behalf. He gets him out of jail. Uh, he goes to uh, thank Kingpin for that or whatever. Kingpin gives him a high-tech bulletproof flying clawed suit. Uh, so that he can wage his little war or grind his axe with Iceberg. Uh, Hobie decides he's going to call himself the Prowler. Uh, he takes care of Iceberg pretty easily. Uh, this is, there's not much of a fight there, but there are a lot of uh, uh, snow and ice puns. Um, 
Ultimately, though, he finds out that he's been, uh, surprise, surprise, double-crossed by Kingpin. Uh, the big guy still controls the suit. Prowler tracks down Peter Parker uh, because he wants to get in touch with Spider-Man, uh, mm-hmm. hoping that uh, Spidey will help uh, Hobie slash Prowler um, with his Kingpin problem. Spider-Man's willing to do that. The two of them, uh, again, easily uh, beat Kingpin. Uh, and then Hobie realizes that he should give up tr- crime and try to get back with his girlfriend because sometimes, Brian, you might not have everything, but you have everything you need. And, <laughs> That's uh, very true. And, and Peter, uh, Peter basically repeats that same realization to MJ in the epilogue uh, where he, he brings her flowers and tells him that even though they have a, a crappy apartment in a terrible, uh, dangerous part of town, uh, it's okay because they have each other in there in love. So... Yeah. <laughs> And that's not a leap at all. That, yeah, I mean, yeah. you nailed every beat there, Jason. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. it sounds like you took out like five minutes of the episode. You didn't. I mean, there, 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 there is that connection. Uh-huh, you know. Uh-huh. Oh well, now that now that Hobie is put away, uh-huh. and uh, the Prowler is not a thing anymore. I guess I'll live with you in this crappy apartment. <laughs> right, right. right. And they well, even did the iris. Yep, uh, yep. Circle thing. Yeah. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. The uh, the the iris out. Yeah. That's exactly. it, that, and that that uh, was the end of the Partners in Danger arc. So um, yeah. nothing more. I mean, they nailed it. Have a have a great week, everyone. We'll t- <laughs> we'll talk next week. <laughs> uh, so you know, a couple things. Um, there's uh, I, I mentioned the uh, before we went to tape here, um, uh, talking uh, canonical kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Hobie Brown is the original Prowler as uh, first debuted in 1969 uh, in Amazing Spider-Man. And and kind of some of the, I do think it's nice that some of the um, sort of beats of his backstory are the same. In the, in the comics, he's kind of like a technological genius. He creates this suit himself oh, okay. um, versus, you know, getting it from a, a, a kingpin. Uh, sure. Or whatever, and being kind of a you know a, a two bit criminal uh, before he got there, um, and uh, he and in the comic book comic as well, he he tangles with Spider Man, and he a, there's some kind of scenario where he he's sort of fooled into thinking he might have accidentally killed Peter Parker because he's trying oh. to steal like he's trying to like steal some payroll uh, from the Daily Bugle or something like that, and. Peter rather than Spider-Man gets gets uh, okay. tied up with him. So, um, you know, he ultimately he kind of gets scared straight by his interaction with Spider-Man in the comic book as well. Okay. Um, and then later he periodically reappears and and has some different iterations uh, that he goes through. But but basically becomes kind of like a sometimes ally of Spider-Man after that. Okay. Um, okay. Interesting. Uh, from time to time, and th- and there's a couple other characters that take up the this mantle. Uh, in different versions, but uh, Hobie Brown is um, it kind of becomes a friend of Spider-Man after the okay. fact. Um, okay. Yeah. So they, they so, never they never really fight Kingpin together though in the comics. No, no, not yeah. that I, not from what I the, from the brief research that I uh, that I did and and a little bit of info I gleaned. Um, you know, so so, so we, we give we got to give props for them. Uh, kind of yeah. stick into the stick into that. They will often uh, take some pretty uh some pretty close uh um uh interpretations from the pages of the comic book in this series throughout the series that's something that's yeah. been nice to see so yeah. um what did you think of the kind of interpreting the character this way though and and kind of 
putting him putting him in this uh, situation where he he's just sort of thirsty for power and and yeah. like trying to figure his life out. I I I didn't I didn't think it really worked, and I think the the big sort of narrative choice they made to tell this all via flashback, and mm. you put this in your notes too, was all yeah. very confusing. Because it, it created some plot holes or some some holes in the web, as it were, that, that uh-huh. really frustrated me. Um, I get, I get, you know, absolute power corrupts absolutely, or whatever that phrase is. Like mm-hmm, I get mm-hmm. that whole sort of lesson that we should glean from this. Uh-huh. I, I but I didn't really care for this character very much, and mm-hmm, I didn't really mm-hmm. understand all of his motivation, and I certainly um, didn't like where this story fell into the larger story that we've been watching these last yeah, yeah. ten episodes. Um, I think what you described with how the Prowler is written in the comic books, mm-hmm. much more interesting than anything that we just watched. <laughs> yeah, Would yeah. you agree? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that's probably true. Um, and, you know, you can see what they're trying to do here, right? Because they, wanted, they, they, want, to, um, they want to try to relate the, the story that they're telling with this Hobie Brown character back to the the sort of problems that Peter is struggling with. It, it's tough because Peter's problems are, I put in, I used the word trite in my notes. And I think that that's, I think that that's something here that we, you have to admit. And, and again, being a kid's show, they're not going to have anything that's super complex. But basically, Peter's big problem is, oh, I moved to a moved to a rough neighborhood. Like, uh, should I really yeah. do that? And and we have and and we're presented with this uh, with this Hobie Brown character who is like, oh, you think you think this neighborhood's rough? Well, I've been here for my whole life, and I've got it way more rough than you. And I I don't know. It's just uh, it, yeah that that message kind of rings hollow for me even though they're they even though i think that they're sort of unwittingly doing uh, uh, some commentary on like you know uh uh race and privilege and class and and stuff like that like you can you can read it you you can read it that way from here in the future you know because we've got this we've got this black character who is uh worse off and and even says uh to peter when they're talking while as he's you know, regurgitating his life story. Yeah. After he, accosting him at the apartment, holding holding Peter, you know, captive in his own apartment. Basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's like, oh, you you had everything. You know, you've got everything. You got a the love of a good woman and money in your pocket, and like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Peter doesn't have that much, but no, you know, I, does, in fact, Mary Jane has twelve dollars. Twelve bucks, so. <laughs> right? Twelve yeah. bucks. And even in nineteen ninety seven, they're like, that's not going to get you much, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and that's almost like it's it's almost problematic because it, from a, a a white writer, white viewer, as we are, perspective mm-hmm. is the message here. You might have it bad, but people of color always have it worse. Is yeah, that, yeah, that's that, a bad message. That's that is a bad message, and I think that's another read you can make on this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like definitely. at least you're not at least you're not black. Like that's kind of the ugh, and you know yeah. And there's a and there's also a reading of this extending out from that that's equally cringeworthy where it's like, well, you know, 
you, you're black and you got it pretty bad, but you should just suck it up and probably be happy with what you've got. Right. You know, because yeah, like, yeah. there's that with Hobie at the end, too. Right. Where he's like, well, I guess I'll just try to get back with my girlfriend now. Right. Exactly. Uh-huh. Like, this is I this is the best I can do. And, and again, problematic that, you know, why does this character turn to crime? You know, why is and why is mm-hmm. he so swiftly put in jail? I mean, yeah, the judicial system is flawed at best, and, but certainly never this quick. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And, and part of me while I was watching it, I've only have watched it once, but I kind of put in my notes that I was wondering if they were trying to sort of overcompensate for the treatment of the Robbie Robertson son character played by Alfonso Ribeiro mm-hmm. when he mm-hmm. turned to crime. But he was like the skateboarder crime. Guy, yeah, right? yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. But then I was like, no, nah, I think I'm giving him too much credit. And, and uh-huh, maybe they uh-huh. didn't maybe they didn't even think as much about it as we are right now, Jason. Maybe they just thought, yeah, we should. Yeah. We want to represent all races on the show. And we're show we're sure that children of color are watching the show, too. Uh-huh, and they want to uh-huh. see themselves. But I don't even know if that's giving them maybe too much credit. Yeah, I, I just yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah. And they've done that at times during this series, right, where they're mm-hmm. it, like with that it wasn't the robertson family but it was the it was rocket racer oh yeah 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 um <laughs> whatever that character's uh, name was uh, robert farrell yeah um yeah. and again wasn't it sort of the same thing where it was like turn to a life of crime because you have no choice kind of thing right right it was yeah, yeah. it was just you know a sick mom there, right he did he have yeah i think he had a sick mom i think he had a sick yeah. mom but yeah it's like it's like they're they're kind of at times they're kind of commenting on you know the, the how how rough the uh uh the uh, minority communities uh in the city have it and then but they're not i don't know they're just it's really the the message just doesn't resonate doesn't or, or or it yeah may, maybe it's just that this format it's not a it's not the right place for it but they're no. but they're making that 90s era uh effort at it and it's um right where we're it, trying, we're trying, but really it doesn't not. come across. It just doesn't. Yeah, come I don't across. even know if their heart's in the right place, and yeah, I can't even yeah. say well they had good intentions because I don't really know if they did or if they had <laughs> right. any intentions. Right, at all. right, yeah, yeah. So it's tough. It's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think, and I, you know, I was kind of like, uh, you know, doing this like workshopping the script uh, in the <laughs> aftermath uh, as I was uh, writing my notes and stuff like that, and like. Because you mentioned that flashback bit as well, which I also had on my list of things that just didn't work or or that yeah. I didn't like about this episode. Um, and I was like, what if they? What if we didn't have it as a flashback? Like, what if they just opened the show with Hobie and just basically told his story up until he goes to uh, to meet Peter or whatever? Right. You know, at, right. the, just at the apartment. Edit it. Right, and tell it in, in order. Yeah. And the the only thing that you lose then is that opening scene where Spider-Man's thinking, uh, monologuing to himself about um, this this rough neighborhood that they moved into, and so you don't you and so you don't have that little that little kind of like prologue with Peter thinking about that to connect to the epilogue in the coffee bean, you know, which I don't know. I don't know if you even really need that, you know, No, I, but I feel like it might be more interesting if you just told the Prowler's story in this episode, because I feel like, like I said, I think the flashback presented and created some plot holes because I I put this in my notes and maybe, did you watch this once or twice, Jason? Oh, I watched it three times, Brian, three times, three times, bless your heart, bless your heart. (laughs) Um, 
So you're once, twice, three times a viewer of the show. Uh-huh. Um, so let me know if I'm missing something. But in the flashback, we find out that um, Prowler, when he's when he's Hobie, uh-huh. right, mugs Mary Jane. Yep. Peter Parker chases. Him, yep. Doesn't catch him, but then Spider-Man comes and foils him. That's what happens in this flashback, right? Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. So from that. Couple of things here uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. while we're workshopping. Just some notes. I have a few notes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. First, Peter Parker sees Hobie and says, "I've never seen you before in my life." He has. Uh huh. Uh-huh. He, he mugged his fiance. Right. Right. He definitely he has seen him, him before. Because because I, I was like, I'm going to give this a pass if like okay, Spider Man saw him because Spider Man uh-huh. stopped him. Uh-huh. But then there's there's something before all of that. Sure. I, sure. I, I chasing. So that's one plot hole. The other plot hole is this. Brian. Brian. They, they all look the same to Peter Parker. <laughs> Is that, yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Peter Parker's racist. That rest my case. <laughs> the other plot hole is yeah. Hobie is smart enough to say, okay, obviously Peter Parker and Spider-Man are in cahoots mm-hmm. because Peter Parker vanishes. Uh-huh. Spider-Man uh-huh. comes back and, and thwips him and webs him up. Yeah. So they got to be working together where Peter Parker is, is getting um, pictures of Spider-Man. Uh-huh. He, he can make that leap, but he can't make a, a an even quicker leap and go, they're the same person. Like, so, to me, that would make more sense. So it, with that one, with that one you okay. did miss something, because when Spider-Man has him strung up, he, he literally explains to him that... He and Peter okay. are partners, and that if you and that the the law of the land is, if you mess with Parker or his fiance, you mess with Spider Man. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. So he so so, so as Spidey, he explicitly lays that out for for Hobie at the end and of a Hobie web. Believes him. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'll let but, that. One but be. yeah, you you're absolutely right though. That, 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 that there's a lot of there's some questionable things that that come up. Uh, Based on the the way that that plays out, did you have another? Did you have another one? No, that was nope, it. it. That was, was just it. those two plot, and that, yeah. that that one big plot hole that I was right about uh-huh. could have been avoided if this wasn't a flashback. Sure. Oh you yeah. I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so strange. Well, too. and yeah, it's it, the, and the thing that is weird to me is that you know you end up with these you end up with this bizarre sort of these inner cuts of the, of the flashback scenes where it's like guy has broken into your apartment. He's, you know, he's held you up against a wall and, and threatened you. And then he just hangs out and like has coffee with you while he's telling you his life story and sort of, and sort of like, you know, whimsically looking out the window over the city, you know, it's just, yeah, I had the love of my life too. Yeah. It's just a, yeah. it's just a weird, it, it's a weird situation to be in right. with a, uh, with a, um, a, a, a burglar as it were, or yeah. What is, what is you know, the transition when someone goes from just breaking and entering to make yourself at home? Like, right. right. We, I would have, li- I would have liked to have seen that if they're going to do a flashback, like, mm-hmm. Hey, um, I've been working all day. My legs are tired. Do you mind if I sit down while right. you tell this story? Right. Do you need, I got I got Snapple in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> <Anything> like- <laughs> Love the '90s reference there, Bra guy. That's that's Thank awesome. You. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> oh Snapple gosh, was huge in '97, all over the place. Gigantic. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, weird, weird device to get into yeah. it here. And you know I love a flashback. I mean, I if know. there's one thing that you've learned about me in the series rewatch, it's that. Mm-hmm, but I didn't mm-hmm. think it was at all necessary in, in here. And yeah, if you're going to yeah. do a flashback, do a flashback of what the F happened to Mary Jane, those five <laughs> episodes. <laughs> 
Come up. <laughs> that's that's the flashback I want. I feel like you know I asked for a flashback, and they're like, "Okay, you want a flashback, Seabers? Here you go. We'll flash back. <laughs> we'll flash it back on you. Here, careful what I wish for. Oh boy. Um, yeah. A, uh, I'm looking at uh, my other things that uh, that didn't really work about this. Um, the the yeah the flashback thing was a was a problem. Uh. And the and the really sort of the the really basic narrative backing for the this this overarching I, I I put it in my things that did work the overarching thesis of the episode is basically the to to quote uh, uh, Lennon and McCartney all you need is love right yeah like exactly like yeah. Bo- yeah. for both of these characters you just you you need to uh, remember how good you have it at home. And yeah. and just keep soldiering through, right? Um, right. And they really complicate the crap out of that message. Or so it's so either they needed to make the, they needed to make the 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 thesis a little bit more complex. Uh, yeah. Or or build some different like narrative scaffolding for this, you know? Yeah. Because it's just some, some real like struggles. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And and another thing that I missed at the very end, and it's called, is it called the coffee bean? This yeah. Is like yeah. The, the mm-hmm. Mary Jane says to Peter Parker, and, and and maybe I'm missing something, but she said, maybe this marriage thing isn't such a bad idea. And I thought, <laughs> what? <laughs> when did anybody say it was? <laughs> because you only had $12 in your purse? <laughs> like, what did I miss? <laughs> It was was they, someone at some point anti marriage in this episode? They, well, they they very rapidly got engaged, and ever since then, Brian, which has been probably what about forty five minutes of screen time now, yeah, yeah, it, yeah with yeah. regularity, they seem to be going. Hmm, maybe we shouldn't get married, but maybe it'll just work out. <laughs> <laughs> which isn't that how you right. spent your engagement too? Going, like, you know, you you, you asked Jeanette Mary, and you're like. Maybe it'll work out. Yeah, yeah. Every every step along the way, <laughs> to the wedding planning, to the day of the nuptials, it was always, yeah, maybe marriage isn't all that it's cracked up to be. <laughs> I see that Jason RSVP'd and he wants chicken and Kim wants fish. I don't know about this. <laughs> and, oh, never mind. They both want beef. Okay, maybe marriage is fine. <laughs> I can't. I lost count how many times we had this conversation. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. Um I just that really blindsided me, or, or I, it felt like I got hit by a truck when she said that because, uh-huh. I, yeah, it, maybe it's to remind us they're kids and that this is—I don't want to say ill-fated, but ill-fated that they're <laughs> they're getting married and planning their wedding in the same month or getting engaged. In it's all in the span of a fortnight, <laughs> right? That they're that they're doing all of oh, this. Oh man, you know, and the, I'll yeah. tell you the third the third viewing of the this Prowler <laughs> episode. I was really, I was like legit letting myself get sort of immersed in the uh, timeline and saying to myself, you know, as Hobie is telling this story, maybe there, there, there could theoretically be weeks or months going by between these different sort of key yeah. points that he's hitting on. But then I think I'd back, love to believe that. <laughs> but then I think back to, then I think back to the, like the, it was either the last episode or the one before where. Uh, where Pete and MJ are like, they're announcing their engagement to their aunts and they're like, we'll be married in a month. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And and in that month, we'll find a crappy apartment to move into. (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah. Man. So yeah, it's yeah. it's the, the time so, is the time's moving fast, and they're making bad decisions. That's for sure. And even if if last week they said we're getting married in a month, let's say only a week has passed, uh-huh. they're getting married in three weeks. <laughs> like they should be meeting with <laughs> caterers at this point. They should figure out their DJ. Like, <laughs> and I get it. He was held hostage in his own apartment by the prowler, but like. Dude, I got an appointment with our caterer. Can we like? Can we wrap this up? Like, yeah, man. Uh huh. Uh huh. You were more forgiving of it. I, 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 Jason. I can't thank you enough for everything you do for this podcast. But I think I have to thank you the most for watching this episode three bloody times. That is, you're doing the yeoman's work over there, my friend. Man. Well, let and speaking of that, let's let's look at this because there are there are a couple of things that. I did like about this. Okay. 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 So uh, we, we, we ragged and we deservedly. So, uh, right. I did like, I, I, I liked the title and I liked seeing the character, particularly if you think about, uh, how much the prowler is sort of gotten into the, um, Oh, the spider verse into the spider verse. And, and sort right, of right. like he's in, he's in the, he's in the cultural lexicon mm-hmm. right now yeah. with, with uh Spider-Man. Right. So, yeah, uh, yep. so seeing, seeing like a different take on the character, I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm in for that. You know, I'm, I'm interested to do that. Um, You're here for it. Yeah. <laughs> Spite. And, and like you mentioned, Spidey does get to do like some uh, regular human stuff, which is sometimes yeah, interesting I'm to see where they're like, that. They're out apartment hunting, you know, and mm-hmm. um, uh, getting ready to get married and stuff like that. So, yeah, you know, I was fine. I'm, I was there for that stuff. Um, there's that uh, the I think the commentary that we that we talked about, the sort of uh, race and class commentary is interesting. I don't think it was intentional or yeah. really done in the right way. But like just the fact that it made me think about it. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought was uh, I thought was valuable. I thought that was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So the you know there there are uh, I think that there are positives you can find in this episode. Um, yeah. it, the the prowler uh, the prowler himself, despite the way that the story is presented to us as this flashback, <laughs> I think we wouldn't even talk about how you like you could or should do it in a without the flashback unless the story itself was interesting right like did you did you think that he was interesting and and like hearing his story was interesting yeah i love a good origin story i loved his costume i thought it was really cool Mm -hmm. i i like seeing kingpin in this in this series often you put in your notes that like spider-man's really the only one that can beat kingpin so i i want to see more i want to see more of that yes Um, Mm-hmm. I, I I liked that, and I liked Prowler. I also, uh, you can carry on with the stuff that you liked, but there was something that I did like, believe it or not, about Iceberg. Oh but yeah, if you have- no, fire away because I I we haven't even talked about Iceberg really, other than in the uh, synop or the yeah in the uh, uh, in the rundown there rundown yeah uh, Iceberg yeah. not you and you discovered not a canonical character. Thank God. no, completely made up, uh-huh. <laughs> right. Completely made up, uh, very much in the in the lines of uh, Mister Freeze, right? I mean, very close yeah, to Mister yeah. Freeze in the universe. And yeah. like I like I said to you before we started, really reminded me of uh, Martin Short in Santa Claus Three. <laughs> the, like the one of my favorite Christmas movies. We <laughs> terrible taste, Brian. Terrible taste. I know. The worst. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but I don't understand why. Well, okay, here let me tell you what I liked about Iceberg in general. Yes, or what happened to Iceberg when when basically 
uh, the Prowler got his power, the Prowler power, as uh-huh. it were. And he he had everything that you could want as a prowler. That he didn't get ri- he didn't get rid of iceberg. He was just like, and now you're the server. <laughs> now you have to walk around putting ice in people's drinks. And he had them in that little in that little purple tuxedo. Like a little, yeah, a little tuxedo in the cummerbund. And I was like, man, he did you dirty, iceberg. That is petty. The petty is real here, folks. <laughs> I, I loved that. Um, uh-huh. But in general, I didn't like the iceberg character because I feel like much like Mr. Freeze, the worst that he can do is make things really cold. And usually our, our heroes can just run away from that. Like right. we live in, we live in the Midwest, Jason. You can't really hurt us with cold. We're good. Yeah. We yeah. got this, you know? And also it's just an excuse to do really bad puns. I, I put in the notes that I was going to like start putting in all the puns. He had less than I expected, but I was yeah. like, you know, I, I thought he would say something like freeze or I'm one cool customer or, you know, like yeah, these things yeah. write themselves, of course, but he gave a real snow job, <laughs> things like that. But um, I just, I didn't like the iceberg character at all, uh-huh, uh, except uh-huh. for his, <laughs> I guess his, his, his comeuppance <laughs> in the cummerbund. That right. He got. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, did you like iceberg? No, no, I didn't. Nope. I didn't okay. like iceberg. I didn't yeah. like iceberg. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I was thinking uh, about how, you know, you said he, he he didn't really, you know, do much and like the, the, you know, you can just run away from cold stuff. Like even Hobie, <laughs> even Hobie, when he was Hobie, they get, he, they, so he, he remember the blasted his feet, you know, as yeah. you, as you do when your name is Iceberg. So he blasts yeah. his feet with the little ice gun and turns and yep. he's like, put, uh, put the ice you know put the 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 cube on ice or something like that i don't know yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. bad pun yeah. and and, yeah. and if he and if he gets loose just freeze him all over <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just do it some and they're, more they're dragging they're dragging hobie out and he just and, and he he does like a he, he does like a, a gymnastics move on the fire escape and smashes the ice off his feet and then just runs away and he's fine right? yeah he's fine yeah. so yeah it's clear that, that clear that he's the icebergs <laughs> The iceberg's powers not that great. Not that great. But we do find out he's working for Kingpin. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I, I kind of I don't want to say it's a twist. It really I, I should have seen it coming uh-huh, because uh-huh. he is the Kingpin. The Kingpin, you know? yeah, of all yeah, crime of in all the city. The, mm-hmm. Exactly. He he runs it all. So I, I should have seen it coming. But I liked that it kind of showed that Prowler wasn't completely safe yeah. from iceberg because you know kingpin still runs everything he mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. you know no strings attached except for the people that are pulling the strings i like that line yeah 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 so i, yeah. I um yeah as, and as far as kingpin's involvement goes with the story you know i i i think that was a, a fine way to get uh a prowler connected to this suit because um you know, I look. I looked at that canonical uh, version, and like, how many how many geniuses can you have building, you know, super suits uh, in right. the city, right? And and particularly when you when you like you said have so much stuff connected to Kingpin in this uh, series, uh, you you kind of have to wind everything back to him uh, eventually. But the thing that I wish, Brian, is that we would get to see. I would like to see more physical altercations between Spider-Man and Kingpin. Like, Same. Like it's, I would love that. It's always it's always like you know sort of uh, one of them tricking the other out of uh, you know a, a, a situation or a or like the, in this one, 
Spidey and Prowler run through a door and then they, they you know, they lock the um, the lab or whatever. And then they have to cut through it with a laser, you know, and it takes forever uh, before <laughs> yeah. that can happen. But like, I think there, I, I think in the Daredevil two parter, I think is the only time we've actually seen Kingpin like having a fight. Yeah, I think right? you're right. Yeah, and yeah. I just I would I would love to see more of that um, uh, before the series is over. But we're we're running out of episodes. To, true, but but they're very close to evenly matched. Mm-hmm. They have you know equal amounts of strength. So I think yeah, it, it, yeah. it makes maybe it'll be like a, a final showdown next season. I don't I don't know. It wouldn't be bad. So, wouldn't be bad. But I'd love to I'd love to see more of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what uh, what else did we miss from your uh, from your watching of this episode? I want to know in general mm-hmm. as you watched this on second and third viewing. Yeah, did you come to peace with the fact that this is basically an episode that could have got gotten thrown in anywhere, not only in the season but in this entire run? <laughs> Like yeah. if they just would have taken out the whole they're getting an apartment together storyline, uh-huh, uh-huh. this could have been an episode of the week. Did you? Oh, did you, for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I said, did you come to peace with that or did it make you more upset? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess I, I guess I tried to just swallow. Like after, after the disappointment of the first viewing, you know, my, my second two are just a little bit more academic. Um, yeah. You know, so I, I don't know. I guess I, I guess I kind of got over it, but it, it is, it is disappointing that this was, and, and I really, I really thought it was strange to have this one-off episode as the finale of the partners in danger. Cause yeah, it, it seems like the, the ends of all these other arcs have been kind of big, been kind of a big deal, right? Yeah. The last season, season three was a little bit less monumental than the neogenic nightmare, but they still yeah. tied it all together. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. This is the most incoherent one so far, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Just it. it and it seems almost like uh, it makes me want to look, uh, and double check like what the uh what the air dates were between this one and then the beginning of season five which is the wedding you know that means there's less than a month i looked it up before we went to air and less than a month okay all right so long as it took to plan the wedding (laughs) (laughs) they took off a couple of weeks so that they could get that wedding planned And have and and right and now we'll, uh, yeah, it, it yeah. was in real time. <laughs> well, you know, honestly, that having that information and thinking about it that way makes me a little bit more forgiving of this sort of uh, I'm going to say flaccid conclusion of season <laughs> four because yeah, this is this is like a one off and um, it, it just there was nothing monumental that happened. But if they if they were turning around and and having that wedding just a couple of weeks later, then it you know as far as like the the experience of watching the series when it aired, you would you wouldn't even really know that it was a different season, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, if you watch these back to back with you know the mm-hmm. wedding being next week, yeah, they didn't. I don't know. I, I my main beef with it all, I, even if we can give it that pass with how how quick of a turnaround time we had there between this and season five, is that we still don't know what happened to Mary Jane, and yeah, maybe I'll yeah. maybe this will be the mountain I I fight on and I die on, Jason. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just maybe I just need to just get over it. But I'm mm-hmm. just I'm getting more and more disappointed that we're not even. If you're going to make a big deal out of her being gone, then you need to make a big deal of her coming back. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, that that's I what know. I would. That's what I would think. That's. Uh, 
that again, you know, here in the future, that completely makes sense to me. I don't know if yeah. I, I don't know if we're forgetting something about TV in the '90s or or what, but it's uh, I, I yeah, I agree with you there. I I want to know I want to know more about what happened to MJ, and uh, I'm starting to be pretty afraid that we were disappointed. Let let's. Uh, Unless you've got something else, let's get your get your rating for this oh. uh, chapter eleven. <sighs> it was a morally bankrupt episode. It was a chapter eleven. Um, <laughs> I, I give it. I give it two radioactive spiders, Jason. I I just I didn't like it. All right. I'm sorry. All right. Yeah. I I gave it three. I you know it, it was like I we ragged on it a lot, deservedly so. Um, but like like I said, the like the story of the Prowler wasn't bad. It was just. It was so the it was so weird and dumb the way that it was all set up, and that right. and that the that the sort of moral of the story is, well, as long as you're in love, you can live in a shitty apartment, you know, like that. Yeah, it's it's okay to settle because love conquers all. Right. right. Yeah, and maybe a subtext of at least it's not as bad as that guy. Right. Right. Yeah. So I, also I'm, not a good lesson for the kids. I'm giving it three. I'll give it three okay. radioactive spiders as a massive shrug um yeah yeah but then we do it but then let let's because we it it is the conclusion of the partners in danger uh arc Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i have to say that you know you you gotta keep the i think i think kind of like we had with season three where it was sins of the fathers Mm -hmm. you had to you had to keep your definition of sin and father sort of fluid there, <laughs> yeah, you know, loose, and loosely based and, yeah. <laughs> and just kind of roll with it and, you know, find those, find those fathers and sins in each episode where, where you could uh, parse them out. Y- you kind of have to do the same thing with the word partners here, um, you know, cause, cause uh, Spidey and black cat are partners and then uh, black cat and Morbius are kind of partners uh, later on. They partner up with Blade again. Peter and MJ obviously are are forging a uh, permanent partnership. Spidey and Prowler were kind of partners uh, in a dangerous situation in this episode. So, yeah. you know, they 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 had kind of that through line. If you want to search for it and reach for it, um, but overall, I'd have to say the biggest thing is that I just felt so disappointed in. Um, losing Black Cat so fast yeah. after I felt like her introduction was so great. I agree. I agree. And probably the best part of this season mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Season four, the best part was the Black Cat stuff. And that's and that's saying a lot because I really, I love the Mary Jane stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I felt like her intro was great. Her origin was really good. Mm-hmm. Her partnering, as you mentioned, with Speeder, with, with Speeder, Peter Parker, Spider-Man was really good, Uh but uh she just kind of was dismissed at the end. And I don't think this will happen. I've not read ahead, but wouldn't it be great if she crashed the wedding? Yeah, that would be awesome. I'd love it. I'd love it. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen either. I don't think what I want from season five is what I'm not going to get. Where was MJ and more Black Cat? I don't think we're going to need either one of those things. (sighs) Brian. Man, it was great. Brian. Just setting (laughs) us up to be disappointed in the in the in the final season of this series but now as a whole yeah as a whole do you rank this season as the worst of this 94 spidey 94 so far mm, oh man I, I i can't because of black cat yeah i i feel the same i i think i i think that because they they uh shuffled her off so unceremoniously 
I think it it kind of brings it down to the level of um I don't know. Season it's a, one? It, yeah, it like like it's it it becomes not as it it becomes not great. But it yeah. was it but the, the yeah, the black cat uh arc was just really really good. I really yeah. enjoyed it a lot and um mm, yeah, I sad. Know. I know. Sad I know. Baco over here. Sorry. Uh, Sorry, but you that's know okay. what? Only 14 episodes, 13 episodes of this whole series left. And what's interesting about season five is that it has four different story arcs. Five if you count the wedding. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's Six Forgotten Warriors, The Return of Hydro Man, Secret Wars, and Spider War. Mm -hmm. All in the span of 13 episodes. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. Um, And uh, fair listener, we will, uh, you know, uh, obviously communicate with you as we move along here and and see how we're going to parse these episodes out and and how we're going to approach uh, talking to you about them. Um, But it's, it's always fun. And it's, you know, we, we've done uh, this, this is what, this is the third series we've covered so far, right? It is. And obviously uh, the largest number of episodes in any uh, series. So um, regardless of how everything turns out, I'm, very much looking forward to seeing uh, where they close this and how. Um, I, I just look at just thinking about the the arcs that are coming up. I mean, um, uh, the the wedding will be a big deal. Yeah. I, I remember really liking Hydro Man uh, when yes. he first showed up. So yeah. a two parter with Hydro Man, I think, is is going to be something to look forward to. And then uh, when you got people like Red Skull and Doctor Doom uh, that we're going to see in season five. All good stuff. All good yeah. stuff. Let's just uh, yeah. let let's, let's hope the the, the <laughs> Semperanians uh, do do us uh, uh, do us a service of uh, producing some quality content here. I'm here for it either way. Looking forward to it. All right, buddy. Well, uh, take care, and we'll see you at uh, Pete and MJ's wedding. See you there. Thanks for listening to Spider Man and his amazing fans. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app. Follow us on Instagram at Spidey's Amazing Fans and reach us by email spideyfanspodcast at gmail.com our cover art was created by Rob Momarts follow him on Instagram to see his latest work we know you've got a lot of choices in animated Spider-Man podcasts so thanks for spending this time with us most importantly if you enjoyed it share with a friend 